KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, day number two. Today is Thursday. Thursday, Vav, excuse me, Zayin. Zayin Elul. And today she will be the first in a series by Harav Moshetarigan on Yud Gimel Midot. Straight to the action, Harav Moshetarigan. This series of Shiurim will examine a tefillah which plays a central role in our davening throughout the year but becomes even more highlighted and more pivotal during the weeks leading up to the Yom Narayim and of course during the holy days themselves of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and primarily Yom Kippur the tefillah of Yud Gimel Midos Arachamim, the 13 attributes, qualities as it were of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which the Rabboni Shalom illustrated to Moshe Rabbeinu at Harsinai in Parshish Kitisa, these shiurim will attempt to both illustrate their effectiveness, the context in which they were delivered, and ultimately to try as best as possible to provide a deeper insight into the meaning of these Yud Midos with the hope of enriching a tefillah which is so central to the tefillahs of Yom Nerayim. Am Yisrael, of course, unraveled a few weeks after Harsinai, a few weeks after Nasev and Ishma. Am Yisrael turned to a molten image, Eil Elohecha Yisrael, an abominable betrayal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu threatened to destroy them, this beloved nation whom he had extracted from Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu, even before he descends from Harsinai to witness this depravity, Moshe Rabbeinu begins to pray feverishly and feverishly on behalf of his beloved nation. And he bases his tefillah for the 40 days and 40 nights that he's mispalel, he bases his tefillah on two basic premises. The first premise to his tefillah, the first reason that he demands that HaKadosh Baruch Hu absolve them of their sin, is Chosavos. Actually, it's the second one, but historically the first one. Parag Lamed Beis in Parshish Kitisa, Pasuk Yud Gimel. Zechor li Avraham, li Yitzchak, uli Yisrael avodecha. Asher nishbata lehem bach, vatadaber lehem, arbez zarachem kechokhve hashemayim, v'chol ha'aretz hazos asher amarti etein lezarachem v'nachalu li'olam. Remember the covenant with Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, remember their faith, remember their merit, remember the promise of Eretz Yisrael, v'chol ha'aretz hazos asher amarti, and somehow these people, despite their failures, despite their deviances, are still en route to Israel, to Jewish history, and they should be spared for that reason. The first reason that Moshe Rabbeinu mentioned, at least the way the Psukim present them in Parshas Kitisa, Pasuk Yud Beis, Parak Lamed Beis, Lama Yamu Mitzrayim, Lemar, Bera Hotziam, Laharago, Tam Beharim, or Lahalasami Alpine Adama, Shov Mechorana Pecha, Vinachem, Laharali Amecha. Prayer based not on the merits of the Jewish people or of their forefathers, but on the tremendous Chil Hashem, which would emerge in the wake of Amisol's annihilation. So much effort had been invested in creating a greater awareness of Akadish Baruchu through the experience of his people. So much effort would now be wasted and squandered if this upstart nation were 
eliminated after the Chet Hegel. Hashem listens to Moshe's tefillahs, Perak Lamed Be'ez, Pasuk Yudalad, Vayinachem Hashem al hara'ah asher diber l'asos li'amo. Moshe descends from the mountain, of course, shatters the luchos, tends or, or provides justice for those who had worshipped it. And finally, after a second round of tefillos, it seems as if Hashem has completely forgiven His people and instructs Moshe to continue the journey. Perak, Lamed Beis, Pasuk, Lamed Dalet, Viata, Lech Nechei Hasa'am, El Asher Dibartilach, continue to lead the people on their journey. Hinei Malachi Elech Lefanecha. Moshe is dissatisfied with this offer. Moshe requests from HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he personally lead the people through the desert. Perak Lamed Gimel Pasag It's insufficient to be led by Hashem's Malach, by Hashem's Messenger. Vayom HaMoshe Hashem Re'eh Atah Omeri Lai Halas Am Hazeh V'yatah Lo Hadatani Yeseh Tishlachi Mi Moshe Rabbeinu requests that HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself lead the people. And then of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu accedes. Pasuk, Perak Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Yud Zayin, Vayom HaShem El Moshe Gam Es HaDavar Asher Asher Dibarta Eseh, Ki Matzas Achin Be'enai Ve'edacha B'Shem. Moshe is granted his third wish. Not only is immediate annihilation staved off, and not only does HaShem finally atone and absolve the people for their sin, but HaShem grants Moshe's request to personally escort the Jews to the desert. And at this stage, Paraklam and Gimel, Pasak Yudchas, Moshe lodges a fourth request. And this request seems very ambitious. One could even call it audacious. Paraklam and Gimel, Pasak Yudchas, Vayomar, Hareini na es kivodecha. Show me your honor, your glory, your presence. Hareini na es kivodecha. Hashem's response, of course, is famous. Hashem effectively tells Moshe that he will pass in all of his glory, Ani avir kol tovi al panecha, v'karasi b'shem Hashem lefanecha. Moshe is sequestered in some sort of shelter, some stone-like shelter, nikras hatzor, so as not to be exposed to the full radiance of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Words are written about Moshe that are almost impossible for the human mind to comprehend. He sees the back of Hashem, as it were, not the front. And a few psukim afterwards, after Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately sculpts the second luchos, Hashem descends in all of his glory and delivers the Yerkimomitas. The 13 attributes of HaKadosh Baruch it would appear from the text as if there were a sudden shift in the proceedings. Until Moshe requests Hareini Nas Kivodecha, all of his efforts are squarely invested in staving off the elimination of the Jewish people, guaranteeing that their atonement, that their penitence will be accepted, securing a stable and protected march through the desert led by the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. 
And it seems as if afterwards Moshe turns his attention to more of a philosophical, philosophical inquiry. Having prayed on behalf of the Jewish people, Moshe wants to know more about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Many Mepharshim see this final and fourth request of Moshe Rabbeinu not as a shift from a liturgical or supplicational situation where Moshe is praying on behalf of the Jewish people to a request for a greater philosophical insight, but as a continuation of Moshe's davening. Rashi, in his explanation, I'll read primarily from Rashi and Pasuk tests, which contains Hashem's response to Moshe, in which he accedes to Moshe's final request. Rashi states as follows. Hashem tells Moshe that the time has come for me, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to teach you a more effective and durable form of tefillah. For all your tefillahs during this crisis have been based on schosavos, have been based on the Chilol Hashem, which may evolve in the wake of Am Yisrael's destruction. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu suggests that those tefillahs may not be as effective, may not possess the same durability as the tefillah I'm about to teach you. For example, Moshe, you premised your efforts on Schosavos, on the merit of Abim Yitzchak and Yaakov, what would happen if those merits expire? You conditioned your tefillos on the Chil Hashem, which could evolve in the wake of Am Yisrael's destruction. What would happen if Am Yisrael's, perhaps, theoretically, if Am Yisrael's condition in no way reflected upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu? HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns to Moshe and, say, I will del- and says, I will deliver a form of tefillah which surpasses or supersedes these temporally limited types of tefillahs. Tefillahs which are contextual, which are limited to time and to context. I will teach you a surpassing form of tefillah. As Rashi writes, Lelamedcha, Seder Bakashas Rachamim, Af Im Techales to teach you a method of requesting Rachamim, the Yud Gimomidas Rachamim, even if schosavos expire, and even if other forms of tilos are no longer relevant. Rashi effectively maintains the integrity, the consistency of this entire narrative, this entire story. At no stage is Moshe exploring his own personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch. At no moment is there a shift from prayer to philosophy. Rather, Moshe continues on his own to request a more effective form of tefillah, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds by delivering Yud Gimel Midas. Rashi's view, of course, is consistent with the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Yud Zayin, very, very powerful statement in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Am Rabbi Yochanan, Ilmalei Mikra Kasov, Iyav Sharla Omro, had the Pasuk itself not described these events, the human mind couldn't have conceived them, Baruch himself demonstrated Yud Gimomidos to Moshe Rabbeinu as a form of tefillah. And not nearly in a didactic sense, but in a very, so to speak, personal sense. HaKadosh Baruch himself played the role, not just of teacher, but of prayer. HaKadosh Baruch wrapped himself in a talus as a shliach tzibor. 
displayed, modeled, as it were, this tefillah to Moshe. And he reminded Moshe that at any moment in which Am Yisrael faced crisis, they should recite the 13 Midos and they are guaranteed a response. Interestingly enough, this is the same Rabbi Yochanan from Brachos Davzayin, who cites in the name of Rabbi Yossi, Minayin Shakarish Baruchu Mispalel. How do we know that Hakarish Baruchu Davins? So evidently, in, in, in that case, in the Gemara and Brachos, Rabbi Yochanan cites the Pasuk from Yeshaya, Ki Beiti Beit Tfilah Yikarei Lechol Ha'amim. Previous Pasuk, excuse me, Rabbi Yotim Al Harkachivis Yimachtim Beit Tfilati, the house of my prayer. A word or a phrase which may connote that Hashem is not just the subject of our prayer, but an active participant in prayer as well. But in Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Yochanan views the Yud Gimel Midos by reciting a story not just as 13 philosophical portholes towards a better understanding of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but rather a series of 13 attributes which Hashem personally delivered to Moshe, to Am Yisrael, through Moshe, the only form of tefillah. Tefillah, as its language base, is typically a human convention. Human beings generate tefillah. Human beings construct tefillah. Of course, the tefillahs which they construct are based on psukim and verses which are divinely authored and prophetically inspired. But this is the only tefillah which HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself authored, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, as it were, codified and articulated. It's feel of Yudgimomidas. Of course, Rashi's view and the Gemara's view that Yudgimomidas were delivered as a very potent form of Tvila are themselves based on certain nuances in the surrounding Psukim. Previously, in Pasak Yudgimel, Moshe lodges a similar request. Remember in the very, very famous Pasak of Yudchas, Harininas Kivodecha, in Pasak Yudgimel, Moshe Rabbeinu request something similar. Pasuk Yudches, Moshe requests, Pasuk Yudgimol, Both Pesukim are stated in a very, very personal request. In many ways, the previous Pasuk, seems to be a more direct solicitation of Yudgimel Midas than Harini Nas Kivodecha. But interestingly enough, the previous Pasuk, Hodi'eni Nas concludes with the phrase, Ve'eda'acha, so that I will know you, Leman em so that I can find favor in your eyes. The phrase, Leman em does imply some prayer-oriented request, where Moshe Rabbeinu was not only interested in understanding more of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in creating greater proximity to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but in employing this study as the groundwork for more effective tefillah. In fact, Targum Onkelos on that Pasuk, writes, the Ida Rachamach, I would want to know your tribu- attributes, Bedil, so that the Ashkach Rachamin Kadamach, so that I can find favor, I can find, I can solicit mercy and compassion when I pray. So even though the Pasuk of Harini Na Eskivodecha, 
does not make direct mention of prayer, it's clear from a previous and parallel Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu himself was interested not only in understanding Hashem, but in employing this understanding towards a more effective and successful form of tefillah. The same implication seems latent in Hashem's response to the final Pasuk of Harini Nas Kivodecha. Hashem says, Vayomer, Ani Avir Kol Tuvi El Ponecha, Vikarasi B'Shem Hashem Lefonecha. So Hashem responds by assuring Moshe that he will know his honor and he will see his glory, for Hashem will pass all of his glory in front of Moshe. And Hashem concludes, V'chanosiyes Asher Achon, V'richamtiyes Asher Arachem. And I will have mercy and compassion. Future Shiurim will hopefully describe the difference between Chanun and Rachum. V'chanosi, Chanun, V'richamti, Rachum. But effectively, Hashem says, that by passing my glory, my radiance in front of you, and by you knowing me better, I will have mercy upon those who I choose to have mercy. And I'll find compassion with those who I choose to show compassion towards. So Shem himself, in his response to Moshe, implies, almost states clearly, that this experience should not be limited to philosophical inquiry, to a better theological understanding, but should serve as the basis for effective tefillah. And at this moment, of course, the tefillah of Yud Gilmidas HaRachamim is born. As I mentioned earlier, the only tefillah delivered directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the tefillah delivered with a guarantee. After the Yud Gilmidas concludes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu offers Moshe a covenant. Vayomer hinei anochi kareis beris. Neget kol amcha e'ase niflaos asher lo nivru b'chol haaretz v'chol hagoyim. Perak lamedaled pasuk yud. What is the nature of this bris? A bris seemingly directed at Amisol. Neget kol amcha e'ase niflaos. A special bris. Asher lo nivru b'chol haaretz v'chol hagoyim. No other nations are privy to, no other nations benefit from. So the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah on Daf Yud Zayin articulates the bris as follows. HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't merely demonstrate the tefillah of Yud Gimomidas to Moshe. He locked it into a guarantee. Amar Rav Yehuda, bris kirusa liyud gimomidas she'inan Chosros Reikam. Shenemar Hinerochi Kores Bris. HaKadosh Baruch Hu attached a guarantee to this tefillah. That at any point that Am Yisrael finds itself in crisis, if they pray, if they david, if they plead sincerely by reciting the Yirgilomidos, then they won't return empty handed. Of course, that phrase, won't return empty-handed, is itself ambiguous. Or not ambiguous, but can support multiple meanings. Sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers us in a manner that we may not understand, we may not be able to appreciate. Sometimes we, re- we return with the types of answers that don't seem like Hashem is answering our prayers, but He is answering our prayers. Einan Chazus Reikam, as I can support many, many different um, conclusions to a successful tefillah 
premise in Yud Gimel Midas. But Hashem doesn't deny this form of tefillah. Hashem doesn't reject or rebuff this form of tefillah. There's an interesting machlokis amongst the Achronim as to whether this experience of Yud Gimel Midas in prayer is a universal experience or parochial and national one. Gentiles, of course, can perform tshuva just like Jews. This is best evident, of course, in Megillah's Yonah, the story of Yonah, which we read on Yom Kippur, the penitence of the people of Nineveh. But is this type of tefillah, recitation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Yud Gilomidos, is it pertinent and relevant to Gentiles? Venesivos, Rabbi Yaakov Milisa, in his explanation of the Haggadah, Interestingly enough, in his explanation of the end of the Haggadah, Shlosha Asr Miyodea, writes that the recitation of Yirgi Momidos is reserved only for Jews. This type of tefillah, this type of tshuva experience is limited only for Amiso, only for the Jewish people. Of course, the problem with this question that it seems, at least from the experience of the people of Nineveh, that they prayed and they employed some of the Yud Gimel Midos mentioned to Moshe. For example, in Yonah, Perak Dalit, Pasuk the people of Nineveh recite the phrase, Ki Adati, Ki Atachan, Verachom, Erech Apayim, Verav Chesed, Vinicham Al This is actually a Pasuk which Yonah himself Recites, and these are traits which Yonah himself recites in Perak Dalit when he davens to Hashem. But these are, seem to be traits that Yonah learns, or at least appreciates better, as traits of mercy and traits for tefillah from the experience of Anshay Ninveh. The Briskarav, or Velvel, in his commentary to Dvar and Perak Dalit, suggests that the tshuva itself is a universal experience, one which Gentile can participate in, and prayer based on Yidgi Omidos as well. But the special bris, the special covenant, bris kurusal Yidgi Omidos, shein and chazos reikam, this is a special covenant which HaKadosh Baruch Hu offered only the Jewish people. Neged kol amchoi asen niflaos asher lo nivru b'chal aretz v'chal agoyim. We guarantee that this tefillah will have effect, will have impact. This was a guarantee which HaKadosh Baruch Hu offered Moshe and Am Yisrael exclusively. Either way, whether the Nesivos is correct, that the very experience of Yud Midos is exclusively offered the Jewish people, or the Briskarav is correct, that though the Yud Midos themselves are available to every human being, the unique bris, the unique covenant, is binding only to the Jewish people, it is unmistakable that this tefillah contains a pre-programmed, a predetermined potency, and a predetermined guarantee of its effectiveness. The very astounding medrash in Pirkei Jebelazar and Parak Memvav, that Moshe Rabbeinu employed these Yudgi Momidos to pray on behalf of Am Yisrael, continue to daven on their behalf after the Maisa Ego. 
And had he requested at that moment by asking during the Yud Gimel Midas, had he requested that Hashem should atone for the sins that all Jews would ever commit in the future, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have answered his tefillah. That's how successful, that's how powerful this type of tefillah that Hashem offered Moshe would be. But instead, Moshe only requested for the sins of the Egel, and only those sins were atoned, rather than all future sins. This is a very, very astounding and um, almost exaggerated claim. But it does indicate the fact that Akrish Baruch Hu was not just, it reinforces the fact that Akrish Baruch Hu was not just displaying a type of tefillah to Moshe, but was reinventing and reconstituting the entire aura and environment of tefillah and tefillah as it contributes to the tshuva process, and particularly during an Eshtar. Hashem wasn't merely adding to the canon or to the liturgy, he was structuring a whole different type of tefillah. I would like to conclude this introductory share by highlighting a very important word in that uh, pivotal Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. Amar Lo, Hashem told Moshe, calls Manshi Yisrael Chotin, anytime the Jewish people sin, Ya'asu lefanai kiseider hazeh. She doesn't tell Moshe, Yispalalu lefanai. Ya'asu lefanai kiseider hazeh. They should execute. They should perform. Perhaps the secret of this tefillah's effectiveness. Why is this tefillah so effective? Why is there a bris? Is twofold. On the one hand, by mentioning these midos, by exploring HaKadosh Baruch Hu, trying as best as we can to attach attributes to His presence. We'll talk about this perhaps in the ensuing shir. These attributes are not accurate representations or accurate portrayals of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They're just devices that we are allowed to employ to hone and to sharpen our own understanding, our own view of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nevertheless, when these attributes, when these yud Midos are mentioned and are pondered and are internalized, a person hopefully has a deeper appreciation and understanding of a Kurdish Baruch Hu, as well as a deeper love. Love is based on knowledge, as the Rambam writes. Without knowledge, love can't be sustained. Love is also based on admiration and estimation. By mentioning these traits, hopefully our estimation and appraisal of a Kurdish Baruch Hu rises. Our love augments, increases, and our relationship with the Rabboni Shalom deepens, becomes more passionate, more intense. That relationship, of course, privileges us to a stronger form of tefillah and to a more guaranteed type of response. However, the effectiveness of the Yud Gimomiras as a form of tefillah should not be seen solely in a uh, philosophical sense. By mentioning the Yudhi we better understand Hashem, and that deeper understanding guarantees a more effective form of tefillah. But there's also a moral and personal uh, element or facet to this tefillah. Hashem told Moshe, Ya'asu lefanai kiseidur hazeh. They shouldn't merely consider these Yudhi as my traits. They should mimic they should model. They should try to assimilate these midos. The Gemara in Bracha says, Kal ha-mavir al-midos of mavir in Hashem notices that a person 
adapts these Yudgimomidos, behaves in a manner similar to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mahu Rachum, Mahfatah Rachum, Mahu Chanun, Mahfatah imitates HaKadosh Baruch Hu's moral spirit. At that point, the person himself has demonstrated the type of moral behavior, the type of ethical standard that merits a greater level of receptivity and of response. So the Yudgimomidos and their effect in tefillah functions on a dual level. On the one hand, by mentioning the 13 midos, deeper understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is yielded and a closer relationship is established and that relationship itself warrants a guaranteed response. However, Hashem expects not just detached appraisal or detached contemplation or meditation, but also an attempt to assimilate these traits, to improve our moral conduct, and by improving our moral conduct to be more deserving, not just in general of Hashem's blessings and of Hashem's bracha, but in particular, to be more deserving of these very, very same traits in our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If we build a system in our own interpersonal experiences based on these traits, that very same system is applied to our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and our interaction with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mida Kenegan Mida is not just some um, um, quid pro quo where Kaddish Baruch Hu reparates us to the degree of our performance. Mida Kenegan Mida also means that the system that we build for ourselves in our own relationship with others and with Kaddish Baruch Hu is the very system by which we are judged, the very system that uh, calibrates. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's brachos and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chas v'shalom on shimtas. So the Yudgimomidos has an impact in creating a system that serves as the vehicle for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's providence and hashkacha upon us. Mirchus Hashem, the future shiurim, will begin to consider the meaning and definitions of the Yudgimomidos themselves. You've been listening to Rabbi Moshe Tarragin, the opening shir in his series for Chodesh Elul to Yom Kippur on the Yudgimu Midot HaRachamim, the 13 attributes of mercy. Tomorrow's shir will be the Erev Shabbat program for Pashat Ki Teitze. Kol Tov, Rebekata Torah Mitzion, you've been listening to KMTT, Ki Mitzion Teitze Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.